The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, a Marvel Netflix show has been canceled this past week. You want to venture a guess? Well, you know it is. (laughs) I'll I'll say this. It came to no one's surprise. Iron Fist has been canceled by Netflix, and there will not be a season three of Iron Fist. Now, we said it on quite a few shows. Iron Iron Fist season one was awful. So awful you didn't even try to watch season two. I gave season two a second uh, chance, and I really enjoyed season two. They did a lot of things that made me think they listened about to the people about season one because they took the Iron Fist away from Danny Rand and gave it to Colleen Wing. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's canceled. <laughs> it's going to watch it now anyway. Yeah. And just they really set up some really good things. The under, like there's this Iron Fist season two actually had a uh, the very last scene was really cool. And um, it, it brought back some things from the comic book that was really good. And it's a shame we probably won't see it. Hey, I'm but, not going to lie. What you just said yeah. about him losing the Iron Fist, mm-hmm. I am actually intrigued to watch this stupid series now. Yeah, I, I would watch it. I would watch it because yeah. I, think, I think you might enjoy it. I mean, some of the best parts is I tweeted and I think I tagged. I don't know how it works on Twitter. I think I tagged the Nerd and Me podcast. I tweeted from my personal account to the actresses that Colleen who play Colleen Wing and Misty Knight, they should get their own show, the daughters of the dragons. Cause when they fight, it looks good. And Danny Rand got the actor that played Danny Rand got better this year, but you could, he, you could, it's almost like he's not comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? Sure. How he looks. So I thought this season was much better than the first. It's not, I mean, it's not up there with like one of the greatest seasons ever of any TV show, but it's much better than the first. I thought, Hmm. And it kept me engaged. I binged it over a weekend. So that means Luke Cage season two hasn't done that for me. I haven't finished that. Haven't finished The Punisher. So we'll see. But yeah, so it's over. But EW Entertainment Weekly is reporting that Iron Fist will still be seen in the Marvel Universe. What do they mean? TV universe or cinematic universe? It's yet to be seen. <laughs> My take on that is that Finn Jones signed a three TV series deal and uh, <laughs> they still like own one. <laughs> well, then he can be like... Because Danny Rand's rich, so why don't they make him like fund Agent Coulson in the and Shield or something for like a year? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> don't right. ever put him in costume. Don't let him fight. Just say, just have Coulson going every episode. We need our check for this adventure. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, something about that dude. I mean, from from day one, from the first Iron Fist series, he just didn't look uh, comfortable. I mean, that's probably the best word to to describe him. He doesn't look comfortable playing this role. He looks so like he doesn't belong. Even when they did the Defenders, you can clearly see he was the weakest character. Right. And then the funny thing is he's technically one of the strongest ones in regards to powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't want to crap on the guy, but I don't think he was right for the part. Yeah, that was that was a casting. They could have definitely signed on someone that had at least some, some sort of background of martial arts or fighting and... I mean, easily you can tell he was not. When you can see his face and he's fighting, you know it's terrible. When yeah. you don't see his face and he can fight, you know that's not him. 
Right. And the weirdest part is he's a character that wears a mask and they never thought to put a mask on him and then sub in something yeah. else. You know? <laughs> and look, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to crap on the guy. He wasn't the only reason. Season one, there was a lot of bad things. The writing was awful. And the, whoever decided to characterize Danny Rand as this angry, impulsive person who just came off of a Buddhist mountain for for 20 years or whatever, that, none of that made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that, all that kind of stuff. But the second season was much better. Yeah. So watch it. I, I am. I'm interested now, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And the way it ended was pretty cool. And I was looking forward to seeing Colleen Wing as the Iron Fist for a little bit, even if Dylan gave her one or two or three episodes with the Iron Fist. Now you just, now you just ruined it for me. Well, I told you, I said it before. And you said spoiler alert, so you knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With the success of the Venomverse, you have some news on the next Sony Spider-Man related film. Yeah, just following up from last week's news, we talked about they're going to do a Craven the Hunter uh, movie where there wasn't a lot of detail at the time, but now there is. Now they're going to go for the storyline of, what was it called? Craven's The Last Stand? Last Hunt. La- I'm Craven's sorry, last Craven's The Last Hunt. Yeah, and supposedly they will have Spider-Man appear in this movie, so there's definitely more to it. This is a... Uh, I think this is a good move for for Sony developing this this you know the Rogues Gallery of Spider-Man and then have it culminate with Spider-Man taking on all these guys or something versus well you know lately they've been doing this trend of having a Spider-Man movie and then introducing a bad guy and another bad guy and another bad guy and it kind of dilutes the film so I, I kind of like the angle of what they're doing with uh, Craven the Hunter. Right. Well, did you read the last hunt? Craven's last hunt? It, it, I don't think it's fresh in my mind, but I, I vaguely remember. Oh, well, what I remember about it is it came, it was like the ma- first major Spider-Man story after he got married. It just has to do with Craven finally, you know, his whole thing, he, you know, he was a big game hunter and he wanted to hunt, you know, the ultimate prize was Spider-Man. So he finally hunts him down and gets him. He tranquilizes him and buries him alive and he takes on the mantle of, of Spider-Man, but he's a very vicious like he would beat the living crap like he was using drugs to you know get powerful you know strength and speed and all that and he would just beat the crap out of villains and like people are like that's not the spider-man we know it was he was still in the black costume too it's it's it also has one of the best peter parker arcs in the sense that he's buried alive and he manages to I wonder if he did, Quentin Tarantino, if you ever saw the Kill Bill movie where she gets buried alive, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah. And she, and she punches her way out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, I wonder, if, I wonder if Tarantino stole that from the storyline, because that's what Peter does. And he crawls out of the... And it's because his, his love for Mary Jane and, and Aunt May, and he's you know he's, he just got married, and he's like, I'm not going to go down like this, blah, blah, blah. So it's a really good... And, you know, he winds up having to face Craven. It's a really good story, and spoiler alert, Craven in the story dies. Uh, in it, and that's why they called Craven's last son. And they were pretty good about keeping Craven dead in the comic books. But I mean, that's an iconic scene when you know you see these pictures of Spidey, like literally his hands popping up from the grave and right. pulling himself out. Yeah, so it was a really good story. So I think for a movie, that'd be a great movie, especially since these, these movies tend to be a little darker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see what they're doing. Do you have any news on a possible director? Not off the top of my head. I don't know if you saw that news. Okay. Wayne? Yeah, I just read it. No. Huh? What was his name again? Anton Fuqua. Fuqua. Why did I say Wink? Yeah, I don't know who Wink is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anton Fuqua, who did Training Day and both Equalizer movies, is rumored to be in discussions to take on the movie. All right. Which which I think would be awesome. Yeah, those are quality films. 
So, Cravens, what are, you, what are you excited to see something like that on the screen or what? Yeah, sure. I'm <laughs> down with that one. I mean, because, you know, like, Craven the Hunter is different than, let's say, the Green Goblin and Sandman. He, this is where, you know, he's a regular guy. He's not a uh, Captain Cowl kind of bad guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's just drugged up on all sorts of <laughs> these weird you know, Amazonian medicines is what they say or whatever. You know how so, they portrayed him in that cartoon Spider-Man and, and his amazing friends? I thought they did a pretty good job with that one. Was he in that? Yeah, yeah. One episode yeah. or? It was one episode and, you know, he, I believe he caught Firestar and Iceman. It was up to Spidey to save the day. Nice. Yeah. Always leave it up to Spidey. <laughs> yeah, and I think... What people think with the Marvel slash Sony movies, you know, the Tom Holland films, is that they're kind of getting a Sinister Six thing going because they already have the Vulture. They introduced the Scorpion at the end of of, uh, Homecoming. Mysterio's in Far From Home. Mm -hmm. So right there you have half of the Sinister Six. Right. They're deciding to go that route. Right. And and that doesn't mean there isn't a second villain in Far From Home. Also, technically the Shocker was in Homecoming also. So What? The Shocker. Oh, I thought he he died though, didn't he? The first one did, not the second one. Well, well, okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, then there's your six. You got your three. Uh, you got Venom. You got Craven, and you got Shocker. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm curious about. Are they going to meld those two over? Is that whole that whole Tom Holland thing going to go over to the Sony? You think Tom Holland is going to be Sony Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what they're alluding to. That Spidey is going to have some sort of appearance in them. Well, you have to. Right, they said Spider-Man. Do you think it's gonna be Tom Holland Spider-Man? Oh, I see what you mean. Hmm. I don't know. No, I don't know. But you know, they've been chewing at the bit to do this movie, this Sinister Six. I mean, even from um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, it seemed like they're yeah. alluding to build something like that. Oh yeah, that whole scene where when Harry's walking through the. Oscorp building and yeah. there's all the you know in the background are all the weapons you know the vulture wings the octopus arms yeah the rhino suit you know mm-hmm. yeah, they were setting that up sure they were setting that up all right so Craven the Hunter well I don't know when we're gonna see it but I wonder if we see that before a Venom sequel I don't know side note do you think it's odd they haven't announced the Venom sequel yet because I think it won this the second weekend yeah it did it's I cannot believe how much money this movie's making. That's why I'm a little surprised they didn't announce the sequel yet. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's a contract thing. Is uh, Tom Hardy signed on for multiple p- films? I would assume so. I think that's how they, they roll now. Like, they try to get the main star to sign up to a few. Venom is currently at domestically $148.6 million and globally $385 million, with a budget of about $100 million. Alan. Yes, sir. It is? Oops, sorry. You know what time it is? <laughs> Uh, it's time to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Why can we never get this right? Oh, no. All right. All right. Time to hit it. Alan. Yes. Avengers 4 has officially <laughs> wrapped up. Woo-hoo. The Russo brothers tweeted out or Instagrammed out or something social media outed a photo, a cryptic photo, which really just looks like a light, like a, like maybe a light you use in filming. But, uh, one of the, I can't remember who, but one of the stars of Avengers 4 goes, no, that picture has meaning. So now the whole internet is going crazy trying to figure out what this light is or whatever. Do, do you so, believe that? Did you hear that they, the Russo brothers fired Mark Ruffalo? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a joke, though, because yeah. he, uh, 
well, he allegedly said the name of the movie on Jimmy Kim- Jimmy Fallon, maybe, or Jimmy Kimmel, one of them. Right. And the show bleeped it out, which makes me think it's fake, because why would you bleep it out? I think it's fake, yeah. Right. But, of course, the internet doing what they do is they were able to take the audio and clean it up. And do you want to hear what he said, or do you, want to, or do you know what he said? I don't know what he said. Do you want to know what he said? Is it the title of the movie? I don't know if it's the real title of the movie. I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense. I don't want to know. <laughs> I stay away from spoilers. Yeah, me yeah. too. All right. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. DC and CBS television are collaborating on a new TV show called The Secret Six. The Secret Six is a DC supervillain team that pretty much operates the same way as the Suicide Squad. Someone blackmails them to do something and they wind up doing it for whatever reason. What's the difference? None really, except uh, usually, <laughs> secret, usually Secret Six aren't in jail. They're just, they're like free roaming supervillains that are gathered together. Yeah. Right. And there's six of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. Now, my concern is this. I know you don't watch the DC shows, but a few years ago, Supergirl premiered on CBS. It did one season on CBS. CBS canceled it and CW picked them up. I don't know why CBS, with all the procedural shows, would want to try another go at superhero shows. But yeah, you would think Supergirl is more of a well-known property than this uh, Secret Six thing. Yeah, so don't be surprised if it does one season on CBS and winds up on CW. CW. Yeah. yeah. All right. Quick it. You have some Stan Lee's news. Stan Lee, yeah. We talked uh, numerous times in previous tweaks early in the year about elder abuse and things going on with his life. And he finally spoke talking about kind of just what happened. So the the articles from the Daily Beast and basically what Stan's saying is that, you know, he has a close-knit of people around him, basically his, his bodyguard, his daughter, his caregiver, and things like that. And apparently there was one particular person who was managing his affairs and uh, they basically put, he put a restraining order on her. And ever since they did that, he's been actually okay. But unfortunately, because of what he went through, apparently Stanley will no longer be doing shows anymore. So if you saw Stan at one point, you're lucky because you probably won't see him anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, the guy's old. Yeah. <laughs> if you even look on any of the videos he posts on Twitter or whatever, not professionally, yeah, he doesn't look good. I don't think I feel bad for him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he he does some um, short videos on Instagram, you know, topical stuff about during the time period. And and he has a very, you know, airy voice, you know, looks like he's really struggling to take a breath and stuff. But, uh, you know, he's up there, you know, after his wife died, you know, Stan's just slowly. Yeah, it hasn't been a year yet. I think she died last December. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, well, good for him. I'm glad he got all that straightened up because I, I remember every twig we did in the beginning of the year was like, oh, my God, they're abusing Stanley again. Yeah, like what was yeah, going it was, on? It's getting nutty there. So I'm yeah. glad his life has calmed down a bit. Absolutely. All right. Good luck, right. Stan. Yeah. Quick it. Alan. Yo. Star Wars merchandise. They make everything. <laughs> they make underwear. They make bed sheets. They make bubble baths. They make toys, obviously. Well, now they've done and made it all. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to... All right, let me just tell you what the product is. Star Wars is releasing, or someone's releasing with the Star Wars name on it, official scented candles from the Star Wars universe. All right. They're five cents, five for... No, I'm sorry, there's 15 cents, five for 
each of the original trilogy movies. So there's five uh, related to A New Hope, five related to Empire Strikes Back, and five related to Return of the Jedi. I'm going to proceed to tell you the sense available, and I will swear on the Bible right now that I am making up none of these smells. These are the smells of these the candles they're releasing. I'm excited. You want me to go in trilogy order, or do you want to pick which movies you want to learn about? No, let's go in trilogy order. Trilogy order, okay. Yeah. Star Wars A New Hope. You ready? I don't know. Okay. All right, they start off pretty tame. Okay, the first candle is called Bampa Milk. (laughs) Whatever you think that blue milk smells like, (laughs) that's what this candle will smell like. (laughs) You with me? Yeah. You still there? I can't believe you're laughing at Bampa Milk. Oh, you're going (laughs) to love the rest. All right, the next scent, really kind of plain and simple, really easy. Just Wookiee. Wookiee smell? Wookiee. All right. We're going to smell like a Wookiee. What's a Wookiee smell like? I would think like a dog. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you could, you could think they smell like. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. All right. Our next scent. Again, remember, I'm not making these up. <laughs> Trash compactor. You've got to be kidding me. I am like, I just said I'm not making these oh, up. Oh, <laughs> my God. All Trash right. compactor. Nice. Okay. X-Wing cockpit. <laughs> I'm assuming is not a pleasant odor if you've been flying in an X-Wing and sweating because TIE fighters are chasing you. Wow. And I'm pretty sure they don't hose them down after <laughs> landing. Okay. Yeah. And finally, for Star Wars A New Hope, Cantina. Oh, there you go. Which, if you've ever been in a bar late at night. <laughs> so, uh, first thing I'm thinking is they're not really going for pleasant sense <laughs> right. in this set. Yeah. Uh, so just to recap, uh, a new hope sense: Bantha milk, Wookie trash compactor, X-wing cockpit, and cantina. Unreal. All right, you ready for Empire? I guess so. Alan, if you've <laughs> for the past thirty some odd years, you thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> now gosh. you can find out how they smell. <laughs> On the inside. <laughs> That's right. There is going to be a scented candle, the fragrance of Inside a Tauntaun. Is it called Inside a Tauntaun? It's called Inside Tauntaun. Wow. Jeez. Now, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, uh, when we're done with the show, I'm going to send you a link to the store selling it, and you can put these pictures on Instagram and, stuff and all that, oh, yeah, just okay. in case people don't believe us. Um, <laughs> yes. So, Inside the Tauntaun. All right. All right. And once you figure that out, then you get to relax in the Falcon. You get to smell the Falcon, which to me, I would think smells like new car, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though it's an old, old ship. Right. <laughs> so you have the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Now here, I'll let you decide what you think this might smell like. Yoda's cooking pot. <laughs> it could smell like a nice stew. Or sure. it could smell like he was cooking stuff you find in the swamp. So yeah. we'll see about that. And I have no idea what this might smell like, smell like but it's hand sole and carbonite. Wow. What would a frozen Han smell like? Don't know. Don't know. And then finally, and I'm curious as to what this will smell like, and it's, I'm thinking electricity, like electric smell, lightsaber duel. These are such bizarre names for candles. Yeah. And Hmm. the thing about the the lightsaber duel, it's two layered. It's got a layer of red wax and above it is a layer of blue wax. Oh, that's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So now we got Return of the Jedi. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and I have to say, none of these sound appetizing or a fragrance I would want to be around. The first one is Rancor. 
because you know he lives in the dungeon. He eats people. I'm sure he smells sure. great. I want you to think about when you're married. I want you to think about you and your wife having a romantic evening, and, and you're trying to get her in a new mood, and you bust out your Star Wars, your Return of the Jedi candles. Oh, yeah. So first, first you light a rancor. Oh you got yeah. That smell the Set the mood. There you go, and then you move to the uh, the next room, and you light the Sarlacc pit. Oh my god. Candle. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, it can't <laughs> smell bad. It, just, it takes a thousand years for it to digest things. Sure. I can imagine it tastes bad. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you move on to Jabba's Palace. <laughs> Ew. This is unreal. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to go to the nice forest of Endor. Oh, okay. Now, you would think, no, that's not a scent. Oh. <laughs> I'm just setting the mood. <laughs> All right. So you would think you're on the forest of Endor that there's got to be like a pine tree smell or something. Sure. Right? Or flowers or something. Yeah. Nope, you get Ewok. <laughs> a lighter version of the Chewbacca smell, I guess. Of the Wookiee, yeah. Yeah. And then finally, Death Star Destroyed is the official name. Destroyed. Of okay. Destroyed. Death Star Which sounds like something by Calvin Klein. Death Star Destroyed <laughs> by Calvin Klein. So that might be the best. That and Bantam Milk are probably the best ones I can possibly think would smell. Maybe Lightsaber Duel. This is insane. Yeah, so 15 candles, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're asking, what are the prices of these things? <laughs> oh, about? yeah. Alan? Yeah. You can get the Empire, the five Empire candles for $36.99. There's also a limited edition set, which comes with like a stand mm-hmm. and little grooves or indentations where they can sit in. Oh, okay. For $52.99. Whoa. You can get the, well, they're all, I don't know why I'm separating them, but they're all $36.99 for each for five pack of them. Or for the five cents, mm-hmm. uh, and special shelf for display thing, fifty two ninety nine. Or you can buy the whole shebang, all fifteen candles with the three shelves for one twenty seven ninety nine. Sign me up. If you don't want the shelves, it'll cost you ninety one ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> so make sure I put you down for four, five. I, I think of all of them, Tauntaun. I'm down for Tauntaun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. The thing is, you can't buy them separately. You have to, but you have to buy the whole Empire set. Sound like us. So you get Tauntaun, Falcon, Yoda's cooking pot, Hansel and Carbonite, and lightsaber duel. All right, all right. That sounds uh, amongst all of them. I think that's my favorite. God, I, I do really want to smell Tauntaun though. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> if they thought they smell, and, and it specifies inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. Of that, all right, that was fun. All right, all right. Pick it. You got some Patrick Wilson conjuring news. Oh, yeah. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Is that how you say her last name? Formasia, I think. Formasia. Oh, what was that show she was on? Psycho? No, it was called Bates Motel. Yeah, Bates Motel. Yeah. Anyway, these two are back. The Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren, where they were these paranormal experts from The Conjuring. And they're coming back for Annabelle 3, where the Annabelle doll is now going after their daughter. So... Stay tuned. If you like those Conjuring movies, I do. They're lots of fun. It's coming out in July 9th. So uh, let me ask you, I don't watch those movies. You know, it's not like this kind of movies. Don't they investigate the paranormal or are they the ones being chased? And the they they typically, yeah, they're the uh, investigators of what's going on. And there's a strong link with Lorraine, the wife. She has like a little, a gateway to talk to evil and stuff. Oh, okay. She's got the shining. Yeah, just about. <laughs> All right, cool. So, but you like those movies, huh? Oh, I thought The Conjuring was fantastic. It, it was very well done in a sense that it wasn't, you know, there was this, this string of horror movies where everything just had to be 
you know, gory and bloody. And this one, it, it Conjuring felt like a good, like the Amityville Horror, for example. You know, it really set that kind of mood. It was done very, very well. Mm, yeah, well, they, they got a whole universe, the Annabelle movies, and mm-hmm. that Nun movie, I think, is part of the universe, too. And yeah. that, the Nun did very well. You're right, it did. Yeah. Did you see the Nun? I did not see the Nun. No, that one looks creepy. All right, cool. Conjuring, right. so they're making a whole universe out of that. Yes, sir. I'm going to erase all my candles. Wait a minute. (laughs) Richard Madden, best known as Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, is wanted by the producers of the 007 series to be the next James Bond after Daniel Craig. All right. Now, I know you used to watch Game of Thrones, right? Uh, Yeah, the first like two or three seasons. Okay, so you, then you know who Rob Stark is. And you, you, out of the two of us, I would say you're more of the Bond fan than I am. What do you think of that casting? I don't know who this guy looks like. Who, who is he again? Rob Stark. He's the one that got killed. Uh, spoiler alert. He's the one that got killed at the Red Wedding. He was the king after Ned got his head chopped off. Huh. Oh. Uh, it was James Bond. I, mm, I'm in the camp of Henry Cavill taking on the next of the role of James Bond. So I'm, leaning, I'm rooting for him. Okay. Yeah. Well... Nice little segue into our next quick hit. Hey. <laughs> it looks like Harry Cavill will be available in the next James Bond. <laughs> That's right. Alan, you got some Warner Brothers news about Mr. Cavill and Mr. Affleck. I don't. Oh, okay. They got fired. They're not going to be. Oh, that room. stuff. Yeah. They, they are. Warner Brothers officially said they are officially moving on from Henry Cavill, taking on Superman, as well as Ben Affleck's uh, Batman. So, yeah, both these guys' appointments have opened up. Nothing about Gal Gadot. They're going to keep her, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think it's probably the best thing to do. I think they're, they're trying to scrub away the smell of, of those last few movies. And regardless of how good we think they were, I think it's realized they need to cut ties with those guys and start fresh. Well, DC has an out because Star Wars... I'm sorry, Star Wars. Sorry. Superman, Batman... And Justice League supposedly takes place in the future, right? Because this particular Ben Affleck's Batman is an older Batman, right? So yeah, it gives them an out to kind of like turn things around because Wonder Woman takes place in the 80s, I believe. So The next one takes place in the 80s, right? Yeah, so they do have an out. And that, I guess it kind of makes sense to get them a little bit more younger and fresher. But then they're not, they can't introduce Superman then. Why not? Like they can't be a news because he didn't come out until... Right before being that ever seen me. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Solve that problem. <laughs> Henry Cavill, that dude's charming. When I saw him in, in Mission Impossible, I'm like, wow, that guy can be James Bond. He can he nail is, it. He's too thick. He looks like his cl- none of his clothes ever fit him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's too thick. Well, yeah. I mean, for the role uh, in that role in Mission Impossible, he was like the ultimate assassin guy. So, yeah, there was look. He can tone it down. Tom Cruise is 5'7". There's no way that bathroom <laughs> fight doesn't end with Tom Cruise getting his head <laughs> smashed open. Come on, man. You watch that fight scene in the bathroom. Henry Cavill punches through a tile wall. Yeah. What? And Tom Cruise gets the better of him? The guy's got skill. It's all about skill. There's nothing to do about size. That's, that's that stuff your karate teacher teaches you. Shut up. That ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> his clothes don't fit, and it's not because he's fat. <laughs> Because no clothing, no cloth can hold those muscles. <laughs> All right. He's a beast. Down. He's a beast. <laughs> and then, you know, they had to fire him because Zachary Levy's the strongest guy in the universe now in the universe. <laughs> oh, yeah. To have him, to have him pair up to Henry Cavill is a joke. <laughs> Wouldn't make sense. 
They're going to hire some real skinny guy to be <laughs> Superman now. Yeah. So Zach Levy looks built. Levi, Levi looks built. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to start crapping on it. It's, it's too soon. I'll start crapping on it as we get closer to the movie. Right. Bring it. Bring it. Doctor Strange 2. I just cracked myself up. Doctor <laughs> Strange 2 starts filming at the end of this year. The gentleman who plays Wong, who I think is also named Wong, Benedict Wong, stated somewhere that he's, uh, you know, getting ready to start filming Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Now, this is news just in the fact that Marvel usually isn't secretive about filming their movies or whatever, or they're usually upfront about it months beforehand. But... What's been noticed is Marvel's been keeping things very, very close to the vest about their post-Avengers 4 plans. All we knew about was, because they really didn't officially announce the Doctor Strange 2 yet. Right. All we knew about was Spider-Man Far From Home. And that's it. Yeah. But, you know, and then of course, leaks of the Eternals. Now we got Doctor Everybody's assuming Doctor Strange 2. We reported last week that Ryan Coogler's going to write and direct Black Panther 2. These are sequels everybody expected. Everyone's going to expect the Captain Marvel 2. They're just not going into it. They're just waiting. I have a feeling once Avengers 4 drops next, well, it drops in what, April? Mm-hmm. So next San Diego Comic-Con in July, Marvel's front, because they didn't have a presence at all this year. Nothing. Yeah, so they'll probably have a huge presence next year so they can kind of lay out their next phase of their, what we are pretty sure is going to be Secret Invasion. Right. Plans. And they better not do 10 years. I'm not sitting through another 10 years. <laughs> you know. I'm lying. Of course, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, quick hit. All right, quick hit. All right, this is a real quick, quick hit. Uh, Daredevil season three premieres on Netflix this Friday, uh, October 19th. I can't wait. Been, oh, me neither. Kingpin's oh, back. Oh, Kingpin. Who's the dude that plays Kingpin again? Vincent D'Onofrio. Awesome. He's awesome. fantastic as a yeah. Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The Flash movie has moved production to the end of 2019 again, <laughs> and uh, which means it probably won't be released till 2021. Does that mean anything for the DCEU, or is it just par for the course at this point? It, it sounds like they're trying to restructure the universe, and if that's the case, let them do it. Right. I think I think they might have originally wanted to use. Because remember, it was used to be a Flashpoint movie. Yeah. I think maybe they were thinking about using that Flashpoint as a way to restructure where, you know, things change because of what the Flash does. And even if they get it back to normal, some little things could have changed. Like Superman and Batman don't look like Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck anymore. (laughs) But now I think they're just doing a straight up Flash movie. And I think a lot of that also is because they're still working on the script. And Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash has commitments for Fantastic Beast 3, which is supposed to be filming in the summer. Oh, of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Right. Dracula series is coming from the creators of the BBC show Sherlock. It's going to be for Netflix. I love Sherlock on the BBC. I believe that's, I think Sherlock might be on Netflix also. But yeah, I love Sherlock. It, of course, stars Doctor Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch, and the original Jim, but I think his name was Tim, in the British office. Martin Freeman, who was also in Black Panther. Those Sherlock shows, are those are all new episodes? Yeah, the ones on the, well, they're newer. They're newish. They're, I mean, they put one out like every two or three years, like a season. Oh, and really? Season, you know what it is? It's really just kind of like three or four like TV movies. Remember when we were growing up, like they'd be made for TV movies? Yeah. Like, I'm not Matlock, but like, you know, like there'd be a cool TV made for TV movie. They're kind of like that. They're about an hour and a half, hour and a half each. There's three or four of them. 
and then they wait two years, you know, a couple amount of years, and they put out another season. So they they they, they really wait for Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman's kind of schedule to free up. The last one came out last year, and there's no word on when the next season's coming. Hmm. Okay. Sure. I really like Sherlock. If, if you're bored and you're on Netflix, if they're on Netflix, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Look up Sherlock. You'll like. You'll yeah. Watch the first one if you like it. You know, you'll you'll decide whether or not to keep going. Sure. But Dracula, I'm you know I was never into the horror monsters, but me I might watch this and see what your take on Dracula is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the CW shows are having a big crossover in December. We talked about it before. This year it's called Elseworlds. It's going to consist of the Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl shows. They released a promo image for it, and in that promo image was Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash, dressed up as the Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow, dressed up as the Flash. And there was also another picture released of uh, the gentleman whose name I can't remember right now, who plays Superman on Supergirl, dressed up in a black Superman outfit. Nice. So, Elseworld, something, something's going on there. Okay. Quick Spider-Man Far From Home wrapped filming. So now all they got to do is worry about post-production and any possible reshoots. Again, it's scheduled for a July 2019 release. Like an idiot, when I clicked on the link, there was a spoiler picture there having to do with Spider-Man's costume. I won't say it, but I'm a little annoyed about it. Oh, you are? You saw the costume? I did. You like it? I didn't mind it. I like it. Okay. Like it. Like it. John Carpenter, director and I believe writer of such movies as Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, and They Live, has announced that he's looking to do a They Live sequel. Oh, a sequel? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you thought a remake? Or remake? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a remake. Uh, no, I believe it's a sequel. But oh, okay. Ryan Piper's deceased. Yeah. So I don't know how they do that. But for those of our listeners that don't know what they live or don't remember, that's the one where the aliens are using some little messages to take over the Earth, like in advertising and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you have to wear these special sunglasses so you can see, because they look like humans, but if you wear these special sunglasses, you can see their real alien faces behind their disguises. It's also the movie that gave us one of the best lines in movie history. Mm-hmm. I've come here to do two things, kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Ronda Rousey. How about her? Oh, maybe. As Roddy, <laughs> as Roddy Piper? Well, as Roddy, Roddy Piper's character. Daughter, probably. Right? <laughs> no, she's going to play She's gonna play Roddy Piper's character, uh, person. <laughs> <laughs> I've come here to do two things. Kick ass and vape. And I'm all out of vape. <laughs> that's a new age they, they live. Yeah. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's cheesy, but I like it. Yeah. All right. And Alan, finally. Quick hit. Quick hit. This is kind of sad news. The man who has played, oh, spoiler alert. The man who has played Big Bird <laughs> for the past close to 50 years has said he's ready to retire. Mr. Carol Spinney, S-P-I-N-N-E-Y, I'm hoping I'm saying it right, who played, who's the man in the costume of Big Bird, says he's ready to hang up the beak. He also played Oscar the Grouch. That's weird. Uh, that's weird. Well, not at the same time. <laughs> but what happens when <laughs> Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird are in the same scene? I'm sure they had other people. You know, right. I think. Yeah, uh, I think he he probably opted always to play Big Bird. Now, um, I wonder how tall that dude is. I can find out if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> 
to that interview. Actually, you can find it on Google it afterwards. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to think is, now. Big Bird's voice is, what was that? He's 5'10". 5'10", that's it? He's a puppeteer. Uh, oh, you're saying, oh, uh, yeah, okay. He's 84 years old. Wow. And he's still playing Big Bird. Yes, sir. God bless well, not him. not anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, all right. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird kind of year for that kind of stuff because it was the, I believe, the 50th anniversary of Mr. Rogers. So he's been all over the place pop culturally the past year. And now we're talking about um, Big Bird. And there's a great documentary on him that came out in 2014 called I Am Big Bird, the, the Carol Spinney story. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Cool. So, all right. If you check it out. Yeah. All right. And thus ends Quick Hits. And thus ends another episode of The Week. In Geek. This is Alan signing off. This is Jonathan saying, you stay classy, Bloodhaven. Peace.